0: Welcome to the Hope Warrior Project podcast, where we bring you an extra dose of hope to help get you over the humps of life. I'm Stephanie Martino.
1: And I'm Lydia Zuniga. We created Hope Warrior Project to provide you with tools and encouragement for living an intentional and purposeful life so that you can maintain hope for yourself as well as spread hope to others
0: so if you've been looking to find and hold on to hope you're in the right place join us on this journey as we all become warriors of hope
1: hello and welcome to another episode we are sharing stories to get you over your midweek hump or if you're watching this not midweek any any kind of hump that you're experiencing <laughs> or that will or that you will experience in the future because I'm sure they're coming um, so today is no different we have an awesome Uh, story to share with you, an awesome person to introduce you to. This is Lindsay and she has really opened up my eyes to uh, the power of creativity, which if you caught our episode last week, we acknowledged that people are not either creative or not creative. So at first I was going to introduce her as one of the most creative people I know, but I don't want to put that label on her and I don't want to take that label away from anybody else, right? It's something that we all have It's just a matter of being able to access it. So Lindsay is someone that does this beautifully and um, we can certainly learn a lot from, Um, but as we were preparing for this show and learning about her story, she shared with us that not so long ago, she went through a season where there was a huge block to that creativity and she really was not uh, able to access it at all. Um, Dealing with all the uncertainty of this year, the pandemic, all that gets wrapped up in that. Um, But she was able to notice it. She was able to ask for help and to really shift her mindset into one that allowed her to access that creativity once again. Um, And now she is creating this amazing content um, for her Make It Fun Mom platform that where she's sharing how to just make everyday mundane things that you do with your kids so exciting and fun. And I just seriously don't know where you come up with this stuff. It's, it amazes me. Um But it's so helpful as a mom myself, you know, because just being a mom can get kind of, like I said, mundane and not everything, not everything you feel like can be fun, but Lindsay finds a way. <laughs> and, um and very recently she created this Facebook community group page called um, Make It Fun Family Adventure, right? Yeah.
2: Great.
1: And it's all about getting out with your family, because certainly that's something that we're all dying to do these days with um, the encouraged locking yourself up in isolation. Mm -hmm. So, and this community, uh, we've watched it grow so incredibly quickly. It's just phenomenal. It's at over 25,000 now. Yeah, Um, just at
2: 25,000, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I don't, I, I don't want to mess it up and say the wrong numbers of like how long that took, but I know it was like months. It was short.
2: Yeah, um, uh, three and a half or some, three and a half or four. Yeah.
1: Amazing. So, yeah. but like I said, um, it came from a season of kind of struggle and, you know, like a turning point for you in your life. So um, we're so excited that you're here to share with our community your story. So thanks for joining us.
2: Thanks for having me. What an introduction. I don't know. <laughs> i of pressure now. <laughs> no, I really appreciate that. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I'll just jump in and basically uh, right when the pandemic hit was that, I think right around the end of March, um, they sent the kids home from schools and um, then it, you know, was all over the news. There was this pandemic, but nobody quite knew what it was and how, what you had to do and the safety behind it. And so I decided it would be really helpful to create a supportive group of people on Facebook that um, could basically do fun things at home. And I created like this whole camp guy with some friends and, um, and I just wanted to support people from home while we didn't know if we could go out. But in the meantime, I was hiking uh, in places that were not busy at all like there was nobody out at that point at the forest preserves because it helped me to to just get out of the house and then it it totally morphed from stay in the house to okay other people need that feeling too of like getting out and getting fresh air but safely and so this new facebook group was born but completely by accident it was it was not intentionally created to like to get outside it was like stay stay at home um, but then I saw people were like, no, I need this, I need to get out. And I kind of stopped hiding the fact that I was, I was hiking, even though it was around no people, but I was like, it was sort of frowned upon to even get outside at that point. Um, and, and I was like, okay, people are, people seem to need this, but just to do it safely. So I started sharing and that's when, wow, the the world opened up and everybody started joining because I think it just, it resonated. People needed that in their lives for just some,
0: some sanity, you know? Absolutely. And I mean, obviously it took off. So you can tell people wanted it, people needed it. And I love it actually that you switched it because it was originally called Make It Fun Mom, right? Yeah, Make It Fun Mom Camp because it was just for moms, yeah. Yeah. And so you've switched it to family adventures, which I think is awesome because, you know, as someone who doesn't even have children, there are some things that you put on there. I'm like, well, I want to go do that. You've got some right,
2: pretty cool you know, experience. I started to hear that. I was like, you know, be more inclusive. And I was like, oh yeah, I mean, what, why just label it? And I had all, I had um, put a lot of time in investing in making graphics and mom camp stuff. and And, I'm, and I was like, you know, you just got to be flexible, and I want to. Inc- I don't want to leave people out, you know. So if people want to do this, join me along the adventure. Well, I made a logo, big deal. Throw it yeah, away. You.
0: <laughs> <laughs> with your creativity, yes. So this is like a good thing, obviously, that has come out of the pandemic, right? But mm-hmm. if we go back a bit, right, right, you were struggling a bit at the beginning, as we I think oh, we all are. Mm-hmm. But take us back to that that point in time. You know, how was everything uh, affecting you with kind of the lockdown before you started like having this creative outlet? How were you sure. feeling?
2: Sure. Yeah. So right when they sent my kids kind of home from school, um, I was watching a lot of news. Um, I was trying to be very informed about the the latest findings of COVID. Um, and then I got to a point where my anxiety was so bad it was just like constant news, constant news, watching, oh, this channel says this, just this channel says that, I wanna be informed, I need to be plugged in. But it was so overwhelming that my anxiety, I couldn't enjoy my children, I couldn't be creative, um, I couldn't connect with them, I was just like glued to my my phone and, and watching the news and like, I have to keep them safe, I have to keep myself safe, you know, it was like this feeling like uh, an obligation to to be just like completely glued to the screen because that was my duty as a mother to keep them safe. Um, but I, I recognized a pattern within myself um, that I, I was kind of going down a rabbit hole that I had, I had gone down before. And I know that's not healthy for me. Uh, and so I reached out to a friend, she's a retired therapist um, and she has great advice and I trust her a lot. So I reached out to her and I said, listen, um, I'm feeling really overwhelmed. I'm feeling really anxious. I'm feeling depressed. Uh, I feel like I have no control over my life. And um, what, like, what do you think I should do? Because I'm in this um, state of feeling so scared that I can't think all, of all the tools that I have and know how to, to uh, manage this. You know, when you get in a, a state of fear, you can't really think rationally about things like that. I mean, I have lots of things that I've worked on. So she just helped me do the basics. Like, okay, like, first of all, limit the news. You know, you can watch it 10 minutes a day. I said, okay, that's a good idea. It's, it was hard for me to do, but she's like, you, you can get the the news and then and then cut it out. Um, and then she said, and then it just sounds like you need to feel safe right now. You don't feel safe, um, so go see your doctor. Ask your doctor what's going on. I went to my doctor and just temporarily put me on an, like a, a anti anxiety medication, mm-hmm. and then. I realized that it just took a couple weeks to like really get to a place where, okay, now I can really assess how, how much danger am I in? How do I keep myself safe? Um, once you can kind of come to that rational place, like I'm safe in this moment, you can better understand what steps you need to take now to to keep your family safe, but then also basically be able to do your day-to-day things that you need to do. Um, and so I just feel like reaching out was that first step for me. And then once I did that and I calmed down and I realized what was going on, I, I accessed a whole new part of me that understood like, okay, this could be an opportunity. It's a, it's, it's a scary time, but it's an opportunity to be with my family. It's an opportunity to be close to them. It's an opportunity to go outside and explore nature and not have all these crazy obligations that we're kind of saddled with. Um, and I'm just going to do the best I can with with virtual learning and things like that and just kind of open my my mind to something different. This is like a total disruption in our day-to-day routine. And that's kind of cool because, you know, we're so busy now and we're so routine that it's like, this is an opportunity to be completely different in my day-to-day life. That's kind of exciting. And so that's when my creativity totally took off. And I was like, all these ideas started coming to me that I never had before because that really forces you to, to really critique all your day-to-day actions and, and, and it, come, it makes you come up with really cool ideas, actually. It was awesome, it was a great opportunity.
1: So did like, yeah, so thank you for sharing that for yeah. sure. Um, but I feel like, like, was there something that, like, how did you get to that point? Like, was it just enough is enough? Like, or did something happen? Or um, like, what, what caused you to like pick up the phone and call your friend?
2: Sure. That's a really good point. So I think because I had, I had been down that road before, I've had um, issues in my past where I felt unsafe and I, I kind of spiraled and went down a rabbit hole of, you know, emailing, checking out the news constantly, um, trying to control things I can't control. I recognized that pattern my and and people around me recognized it and I knew I could either keep going down that path that I've been down before I know better or I could choose something different so I it's almost because I've been down that road I know when I get to this point I don't know the answers I need to reach someone that I trust so that's what I did I reached to somebody that I trusted and I said I feel like I can't think straight help me take my first step because you get paralyzed like Um, part of of trauma from your uh, past can really trigger new, like if you feel unsafe in the moment now, trauma from the past can be triggered that you are completely unrelated to the current situation. It's just about being that feeling unsafe again, and I totally did not get that. I'm like, I'm over this. I dealt with that. I had therapy for that, and then, um, you know, my friend who is a retired therapist is like, well, you know, we're never totally over something, um, and you're just, you're feeling unsafe. She like she made it so simple. And because I have you know somebody that I trust like that, I was like, okay, okay I trust what she's saying. And it didn't completely make sense yet, but I knew I had to calm down. I had to make a, a just, okay, step one, see the doctor. It was as simple as that. That's all I could get done like one day, make an appointment with a doctor and everything else was overwhelming. Then step two, go to the doctor. <laughs> You know, it sounds so simple, but it's like I was so overwhelmed that like even doing that was like, okay. you just have to really simplify it if you get in a place like that and then and then go from there. And then once I had done those things, it gets easier. Okay, now I've gone to the doctor. Now I have to pick up the medication. (laughs) And so um, I don't think, you know, medication is like exactly the right answer for everybody. But I do believe that going to somebody that you trust and then just kind of assessing the situation is a good way to start and then get in a place where you feel safe so that you can assess your actual level of danger and safety. Because I felt I felt like someone was gonna harm my family. I felt like, you know, it was it's, it's a scary time for a lot of us, you know?
1: Yeah, and I, I love that you shared that like you could only handle one thing at a time because I think that just, it's like a human, like just how our minds work. It's not even just yeah. when you're anxious. It's like in general, we are taught to be such like multitaskers oh, and forward yeah. thinkers mm-hmm. that, you know, we think it's a great thing, but it's really not. It's it's better for you to be all in on one thing at a time. And I've been practicing this in my life lately. Like right now I'm a mom. Like that's it. Like I'm with my kids. I'm not checking my Facebook like thing. And it just, it's so much easier to handle like just one role at a time right now I'm a dishwasher. Like that's what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like, because i a great way of putting
2: it. it. That's a great, that's part of it being present, It's so right?
1: easier. It's like, yeah. I'm watching the dishes. That's all I'm doing right now. And I think that anxiety, and because it's such a big problem in our world today is because we're always 10 steps ahead of ourselves true. and we can't possibly, um, know like what the outcome is going to be. So we always make something crazier than what it is anyway. Yeah. So like you said, go to the doctor, but so many people would be like, oh my God, I'm gonna go to the doctor. And then they're going to say I'm not, right. and then they're going to take away my kids. And then like, my family's going to think I'm weird. And they just come up right. with like all these <laughs> scenarios. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. I know.
2: <laughs> and, and in that, when you get to that point, it's like, it just completely simplify your life and be like, this is my task today. And that's okay. That's all I got in me. Um, we have these crazy expectations of like, and getting all this stuff done and I have to do this and I have to do that and my role is this and it's like then you get almost I know when I get like that I can get nothing done because I'm like thinking about all these different things and I'm not productive I'm not and so I had to give myself some compassion and some permission to be like you know what all I can do today is this but I know it's a small step and it's and it's enough and I'm enough and and that's enough for me today and it was those small steps in those first two weeks that got me to the point of like, okay, now I'm now I can think clearly. I'm seeing everything, and I want to keep my family safe, and I will keep my family safe. I'm going to take these steps, but I'm also going to um, limit how much I spend on that, like on informing myself with the news. You know, it, it's at some point you can only absorb so much news (laughs) you know, the news is very like much, because I did some interning and working in the news, they want the best story, they want the most exciting story. And sometimes that doesn't reflect everything going on. Sometimes it just reflects the the biggest, most extravagant, most extreme parts of things. Um, And so that's why if you constantly engage in that, you're like gonna get yourself all worked up. Like, you know, those, you're gonna get like, triggered and feared but so be informed but then take a step back at least that's how it helped me feel like control over my life again
0: so lindsay i think it's a really good point about what you were saying about how people can get so tied up and focused on the news and like you said like which one do i listen to so i think it's really great that you recognize that and then put those i don't know parameters around you know your time um because i guess i've I've seen that happen to a lot of people I know, friends and family, where it just gets to where you're obsessed with it and it can really make you crazy. <laughs> so oh got it can. I totally can't. <laughs> so really great that you recognize that and, and change it. Good advice. Put some time limits on our, our news and Facebook watching. Um, so you've talked about a few different things that that you've done, you know, and getting to the doctor and, and all these things. So was there anything in particular that really really stands out to you or really helped you to kind of just find that? sense of control for sure. yourself
2: yeah so I I kind of took my my control back um by deciding deliberately what I had control over in my life and so um I talked to my husband and we you know as a family personally felt safe hiking outside and we would kind of go look and see if there were cars there kind of explore you know just to mm-hmm. our safety like, so we felt safe. And then we made a point to hike every single day, get outside, get into nature, leave our phones behind, um, ex- well, turned off on mute because I brought my phone because I wanted to take pictures. But we left our phones completely. We're not going to text. We're not going to be glued to the phone. We're going to go and just enjoy the nature. And at first, my kids kind of fought us. I don't want to do another walk. And I'm like, but when they when they would go, they would have fun. And so would we. And I, I sometimes I dreaded it. And my husband would be like, come on, you know, you feel better when you go. And okay, I know, I I do. So we would go. And after we started that as like a, a habit, it became so easy to get up and go outside. And then it's something I looked forward to. And I began to um, do photography again, I, I had stopped doing photography for a long time because of um, I have some health issues, I have fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue. And so Um, I stopped doing photography about three years ago and uh, it just, it's very heavy to have like a lot of equipment and um, Mm -hmm. I felt a lot of expectations on me as a photographer and so when I started taking pictures with my phone again, um, it was a whole new form of photography that I'm capable of doing with my limitations with fibromyalgia and things and and how much I can hold and carry Um, and Prior to that, I think I was like, I'm not a real photographer because I don't have my equipment. So I will not allow myself to take pictures because that is not what a real photographer does. And I totally like pigeonholed myself and would not allow myself to be creative. And nobody put that on me except for myself. I don't know where, you know, I don't know where I got that idea. But um, this, because it was just a completely new, um, a new routine, just I was like, I gave myself permission to take pictures. With my phone, and I learned that I could take some really beautiful shots and capture it, and then enjoy that without pain while I was hiking. And so I got into photography again and really started to enjoy it. Um, and that just started, you know, igniting a new another passion in me that I had I had let go of. I had completely, I had completely written that off as something that I was going to allow myself to do because that's not what a real photographer does. (laughs) So I think because I I took the control back of being deliberate with my time and and exploring and and getting outside, it, it also then was a domino effect that allowed me to, let me try this. Oh, I like taking pictures. I feel good right now. I don't feel pain in my body. You know, it's just simple little, like just noticing those little things. And it's it's hard to notice little stuff like that when we're so wrapped up and busy and glued to Facebook. Not just Facebook, but like social media, news, TV, um, texting. You know, just if it's constant, Mm -hmm. it's like hard to really be aware and like notice those tiny little things that are like, wow, this is very simple. I don't know why I did not notice this before, but it was because I wasn't being deliberate with my time. And then really um, having a boundary around this, this space and this like hour of day that I was going to go outside and be immersed in nature and allow myself that hour to completely let go of every other responsibility that I had or expectation people had of me.
0: Yeah, well, I have to say, you know, I've seen your pictures and they look like they've been taken with a professional camera. Oh, yeah. So, I you know, we can all, that's great to know because some people be like, oh, maybe I can't take great pictures with my iPhone or, you know, whatever phone right, you have, right. but they're really advanced and your pictures are amazing, I have to say. Oh, uh, I appreciate <laughs> it. No, I,
2: I learned that you can do so much on your phone. Um, You have to like explore all the different settings mm-hmm. and stuff, but that's something I wouldn't allow myself to explore before. Yeah. Silly, because it was there all along, but it was a limitation I put on myself. Right. right. So, yeah,
1: and and somebody that isn't connected with their creativity and isn't having that that open mind, like no matter what kind of equipment they have, they're not going to be able to, to create beautiful, you know what I mean? Like, it's That's not true. about, it's not about the equipment. Like you can, yeah. So it's about the, the person behind the equipment.
2: Absolutely. So- Actually, I think sometimes and, and I, I I, told you guys this before, but I, I had started to research some of the great artists during pandemics, because this happens. Like this happens like every couple hundred years, like it's like pandemics yeah. happen. It's We are not the first to experience this, um, which I don't know, it gave me a little bit of comfort because this has happened before. And, and somehow as a human race, we figured it out. And, um, but I, I, I looked at some of the great art that was created and they were created during pandemics. And it said, why, why? Because it's a huge disruption of our everyday routines. and it is it's such a great opportunity to change up what you do mm-hmm. and find out you might like something else and then give yourself that permission because you're locked away and there's not a ton of opportunities. So sometimes when we, we get um, our everyday routines and things taken away from us, it can really force us to be innovative and creative. And that inspired me as well. Yeah.
1: Totally. Oh, yeah. we, with all women that we talk to on the show, it's like, there's always a disruption, right? There's always mm-hmm. things that happen that are like unfavorable or, you know, not good at first mm. or not seem good, but then like it causes them to shift and pivot and make these mindset changes and ultimately have a better mindset and be like doing better and make, like unexpected blessings come out of it. So, oh, yeah. So like the pandemic is like this really interesting situation because everybody's dealing with it, right? Everybody's dealing with the same disruption in their own way right but, so it makes you think like is it a way of the human race pivoting as a whole like you were saying yeah like the human race has figured out how to make it past the other ones like of course there was tons of loss just like when when we experience disruption in our own personal mm-hmm. life there's always loss there's always more oh, yeah. you, of of the certainty of whatever it was before but like yeah it just makes you think It it
2: totally makes you think, and now, you know, we have 25,000 members in the group, and with that comes some issues of of just, like, we're not all going to be on the same page, we're not all going to have the same level of comfort um, surrounding the pandemic, we're not all going to agree politically, you know, so I try to keep that out of the group, but I know that every single one of us has something in common, and I like to really focus on what we all have in common, which is that this is really a scary situation. It's not ideal. Um, it's disrupted all our lives. And um, we all know that that it, it's, I I think it's been stressful for every single person. It's given every single person some fear. You know, we have to really face our own mortality and all of us. So I completely can identify with every single person on that. And I try to focus on that rather than, well, how do you view how do you view, view things politically or whatever? Um, and because of that, I feel like I have it. I just it helps me just have compassion and not get. I I'm gonna give somebody the benefit of the doubt versus jumping on them like, well, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? You know, I, I just can't take on everything. I can't I can't manage everything for everybody. I want to just try to give somebody the benefit of the doubt, say a blessing for them move past it because um, I can only manage, I can only control what
0: I can control. Exactly, right. I like that you said giving people the benefit of the doubt because there's so much that we can, we can look at, we we look at things from our own eyes, right? Our own lives, the things we've experienced and so we see things a certain way and sometimes it's hard to understand why somebody may think a certain way or feel a certain way and that can really start causing some of that tension and that conflict But when we can give people the benefit of the doubt, I mean, I don't, I think most people are probably not out there to try to cause problems, Right. you know, that's not their goal in life, Um, people get passionate about things, and they feel strongly about things, and so then that comes across in a way that can then cause, you know, erupt this conflict, so it's a great reminder to just kind of,
2: oh yeah, and I, you know, for a while, I was doing that, I, you know, when I was watching the news, I would be getting on, on Facebook and arguing with people and, and judging, why aren't you doing this and that? And um, I had to think like, you know, uh, am I like, I'm not the police. I don't know everything. About I don't, I'm like not watching all of you, what you're doing. Um, and I just took it so personally, like, why are you putting my family at your, you know, I just took it very personally, what everybody was doing. And uh, I can absolutely understand how people feel when they see certain things, like that make them feel unsafe. If I see, you know, somebody's behavior that I don't agree with or it doesn't make me feel safe, then it can be easy for me to completely make up a story about how they disregard my safety when I don't know the whole picture.
1: Okay. Um,
2: so it's easier on my for my well-being to give them the benefit of the doubt. Because if I don't, yeah. wow, I can sit with a ton of anger and judgment. That doesn't feel good. Not okay. for me, at
0: least. <laughs> We don't, we don't like it. We do it to ourselves, but yet it doesn't feel good, but we still do it to ourselves. <laughs> we do. Yeah. I don't know why.
2: Cause you know why? Cause it, for a little bit, it may make you feel like you have a little sense of control. Sure. Um, but at the end of the day, am I going to change their mind? I'm probably not going to change their mind.
0: <laughs> In not. fact, you might be solidifying their view even more. <laughs>
2: because my judge, when you feel judged, it's hard to hear anything anyone's saying. If I'm feeling judged by you, I'm not going to hear your message. Mm -hmm. um so I think better to find a level playing field how can I connect with you because we must agree on something we both love you know our families we both care about our families we both want our families to be safe let's start there uh and so that's where I try to come from you know when I manage the group and admin the group and things like that
1: yeah I also heard on a podcast not long ago that they were saying that a lot of times like if you think about sometimes like children like sometimes children will act out to get attention, like sure. adults do the same thing like oh my, yeah. like they'll sometimes just say something that they know is going to get a ton of comments because it's their way of like connection, and even though it's not like positive, right it's still connection, it's still human connection, it's interaction, and especially right now when a lot of us are um you know isolate in isolation, like they'll take it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, sometimes you put a compassionate note, and nobody will say anything about it.
2: Right? <laughs> wow. No, you make a really good point. I didn't think of that, but it's like, yeah. it, uh just like how they say being ignored is one of the worst feelings. But sometimes, like, just having negative attention is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. People feel feel disconnected and ignored. I could see the anger. I could see like. Feeling like, okay, well, I'm gonna make you listen to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I understand it, you know, because I've been there, I've done it. <laughs> yeah. um, but I also know from experience and, and just sitting there and really reflecting on it that it does me no service to spend my time that way. And I how do I feel when I spend my time that way? I don't I don't personally feel good. And that's only because I stopped to reflect on how it made me feel. How how do I have pain in my body? I have I have shoulder pain and neck pain when I do that something I hadn't noticed before you know little things like that it's just that presence of of mind to know like I I'm not doing myself any any favors by by doing that
0: yeah yeah you definitely come through quite a journey over the last what is it seven seven (laughs) months is it seven months I'm like losing track how many months I don't even know yeah so from the beginning you know some of the things you were feeling the you know obsessing over the news feeling this desire To make sure your family's safe and how that was causing you to react to the awareness of this is not helping me, what can I do to make myself feel better? And then tapping into your creativity. I mean, like what a shift, right? And Um, I think a lot of what you shared, people, a lot of us, very most of us, can feel that we feel the same. You know, we've had some of those same experiences. And so I hope, you know, if someone is maybe still stuck in that you know, assessing on the news, you know, feeling like they don't have any control, that maybe this will give them maybe a new perspective to say, okay, well, wait, maybe there is something, there is, not maybe, there is something that right. they can choose to control. It's just what is that for them? So I think you've given some really great examples, and hopefully, you know, that will kind of open folks' minds to think think a little differently, a little more creative, creatively as we're going through this. Yeah, and, so.
2: and one other thing I wanted to say is that um, this is, a, a, is something I – I have to do daily because don't think that like, I just figured it out. And now I'm like, I'm good. I'm not going to let people bother me <laughs> because like, I like last night I had a rough night. Like people, the group's 25,000. Um, I get some nasty messages because, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I started taking a couple personally. And then I realized oh, I got to disconnect. So today I'm doing nothing in my group. Um, I'm not doing a lot of phone calls and texts. I'm like, just going to give myself some space and and really reflect because I know a lot of those, those messages are, are them feeling unheard and unsafe. And I get it. Like I get the anger, but I'm personalizing it when I shouldn't be. And so, um, I need to step back so that I can feel safe again. And then I can kind of deal with those, with those questions and, and messages. And, and if I get a mean one, I'll be able to be like, you know I wish you well <laughs> but I'm not going to engage.
0: <laughs> it's like those bad book reviews we had we had read one of Rachel Hollis's books earlier on you know when we started Hope Warrior Project and she talked about you know the bad book re- reviews and how the first oh, yeah. one think she got just like tore her apart and so it, she learned from it you know I think we all go through these things where we get some feedback that can be pretty hard to take, but if, you know, we can learn from it and be like, okay, well, it probably not personal towards me. And even if it is, mm-hmm. is it something that I agree with and I feel really reflects who I am or my intent? So, so this has been great. So if there was one thing that you would want our listeners to take away from, you know, what you've talked about today in your experience, what would that be?
2: Um, I would just say, give yourself permission to to take a break and take a breath and just really examine kind of how you're, if you're feeling safe right now in this moment. Um, So much tension and anger comes from a place of not feeling safe. Um, And then find a friend that you can confide in or a doctor you can confide in and ask for like one way you can feel safer today one way you can feel like you have some control over your life today because there are small things we can do to have control once you feel like you have some control and you're safe, then you can start to really um, have some strategies to to find happiness in your life again and it really starts with a, just a small way of how you can control every day you know I decided mm-hmm. like um, I can control how much news I watch. I have control over watching 10 minutes of news. Um, that was huge for me. It sounds so simple, but huge because I am informed. I have 10 minutes, but I am now going to give myself permission now to spend time and have fun with my children. Give yourself permission to love and connect to your family because I thought, well, if I'm if I'm happy and loving my family, then I'm not caring about all these people dying. And I mean, because I actually have such compassion for them you have to give yourself permission to to connect and to find some compassion
0: for yourself. Really good point. So if someone wants to join your Facebook group and hear about all these wonderful adventures and they could get some ideas, how would they find that? What would they search for?
2: So I have um, a group called Make It Fun Family Adventures on Facebook. So they could join that or they could also follow my page, Make It Fun Mom on Facebook and I post on both of those. Um, the group has, you know, we share tons of adventures. It's it's a really great group to to connect to. And then also I have a YouTube channel, Make It Fun Mom, where I do tours of local places and just fun ways to celebrate with your family, whether it's like a holiday or just like a game to play at home or something like that, so. Awesome. Uh-huh. A ton of
0: ideas, yeah. We'll link those um, in the comments here too, so people can easily access that and get some get some ideas for themselves. But thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your experience. Um, I think, like I said, a lot of us can relate to it and hopefully we all of us have gained some new ideas for ourselves. So appreciate you being here.
2: Thank you so much for having me. What a great conversation. It's
1: like right. making me reflect all over again. It's
0: awesome. Yes. <laughs> we find that happens on these
1: interviews, yes. <laughs> Yeah. And if you're ever having a bad day, you just watch it back and it'll lift you back up to remind yeah. you of your journey and like how far you've come. And then you go, wait, like, I'm doing a good job. Like I'm okay. Yeah,
2: yeah I got this.
1: <laughs> right. Thanks, Lindsay.
0: Thank you for joining us today. Go take a listen to our other episodes. We think you'll be encouraged and inspired by what you hear.
1: Are you interested in sharing your story of hope on this podcast? Contact us at hopewarriorproject at gmail.com. We'd love the opportunity to help you share your story.